0: This episode is sponsored by Luminous Creative Agency. Headquartered in downtown Providence, Luminous works with businesses and organizations to enhance their marketing efforts by developing high-quality creative content such as video, ad campaigns, design, branding, and more. You can learn more by visiting luminous.agency. That's L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S.agency. Welcome to the Hey Roadie podcast that takes a deep dive into the people and places that inspire such big love for the small estate. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha.
1: Hi, guys. Um, Today we have our first guest. We're so, so, so excited. We have Asher Schofield from Farag and Toad. Hi, Asher. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. Awesome. Do you want to introduce yourself to our lovely listeners?
2: Uh I'm Asher. Uh my last name is Schofield. Um I'm a proud Rhode Islander, so it's pretty great to be on the show with you guys. Um I believe the only reason I'm here is because Mario Hilario canceled. Um but uh I'm Yeah, sure he was hard to yeah, line up. it's his people. It's you know that the, that's their jobs though. They gotta they gotta be a buffer for him. Anyway, um no, I'm so excited to be here. Um I just uh, I'm a guy with a gift store in, in, in Rhode Island in Providence, and uh, it's been there for 20 years, as have I. Um and uh we, you know, we do a lot, I guess, that um savors the rich experience of being a Rhode Islander there. So um maybe that's why you guys wanted to have me or I don't know. We're gonna find out like what use I am. We'll see.
1: I mean, there's like a lot of reasons we wanted to have you. Um I'll just say really quick, I've been a big fan of you for a long time. I think Frog and Toad the store is incredible and I have some questions about the locations and stuff, but we'll get into that. Um, but I think all of the work you've done um over the last two years to help Rhode Island as a whole, the community, everyone in it, I feel like is such a cool thing. You really stepped up to the plate and you did it in a creative, fun way. And I think everyone in the state was like, yes, let's get behind this. Let's let's go, Frog and Toe, let's go, Asher. So I think we were excited. And then um, for anyone who doesn't know, we recently collaborated on a really cool project together when our Hey, Roadie Dining Guide came out, um, we had our one of our graphic designers illustrate a really cool picture that Asher then produced as a limited edition print.
0: You got to give her a plug, though. Ab- I was Abigail going Brown. To
1: Abby Brown. Listen, <laughs> she's an amazing human being. She is a gem of a human. Um, she is like the one of those effort effortlessly like cool people where you're like, how? How can you be cool like that at all times? Like it doesn't make sense. How do you not like overthink things every time? Me too. (laughs) And she's just like fun and smart and all, you know, all those things. But you know, so we did that together, Abby Brown's um illustration, Frog and Toad's production, and we ended up raising some money for the Rhode Island Community Food Bank, which was awesome. So that was like the first start of our collaboration and this is number two
0: yeah and i mean uh i don't even know if asher remembers all the time but even before that uh you know i've been a photographer with the company for quite some time uh and i've been a part of at least two photo shoots with asher before any of this happened We had the one with your family and then when i did the hope street uh merchants kind of write up uh, i came over to shoot for you as well so uh, we had met a couple of times but it was uh, the collaboration was the first time i got to like sit down and, and actually talk to you so It was a pretty awesome thing that could happen.
2: Oh, I loved it. It was uh it's been great like working with you guys and obviously just you know, any project that you can collaborate on that has like a really good outcome and Mm -hmm. is doing something of value for your community is is always really exciting to be a part of. And you know, I feel like I feel like that was really the case with ours. And you know, again, it just it, it kind of like it comes from the ground up. Like mm-hmm. I think it's because um, Hey Roadie has such like a broad base uh, of readership, and mm-hmm. the market is is so broad. And you know, we of course have been in business for you know twenty years. Like I was saying, like yeah. I think that we have like supporters of our own that we brought together totally to mm-hmm. you know to basically be consumers of this good faith endeavor that we had. Yep. And it was that like those two, combining those two pools of support really um, was like awesome to see.
1: Yeah. And so you mentioned um, just now that you've been in business for 20 years at Frog and Toad. What, if you don't mind giving us a little history, like what made you decide you wanted to do a gift store versus something else? Are you, did you go to school for that? What, like, what made you decide to, bring Frog and Toad to It was all, all the money, right? <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah, we, we basically are printing it.
2: These days, so, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think um, it worked like any other life decision that I make, which uh, have made, which is that uh, my wife wanted to do it. Um, that's the only reason that we started that business. Yeah. And uh, I, f- I feel like I'm one, like, one of those 1950s stand-up comics. <laughs> Take my wife, please. Yeah. Um, No, but you know it was always uh, Aaron's dream to uh, to have a small business, and I think she had this romantic picture of like sitting at the counter, flipping through like a paperback novel, and the mailman coming by and her saying, "Hey, Paul," and her saying, "Hey, Aaron," um, you know, talking with her regulars. And then I think I I quickly realized that uh, it wasn't going to be like that at all. But you know, it was too late at that point. We were we were too deep in so yeah it was it was two things it was she'd always wanted to to have a little gift shop, and then, um, I was really disenchanted with my career, so it was like the perfect storm, it was yeah, like okay, yeah, why not? Also, we were like young enough mm-hmm. um and I say this all the time to people that are are thinking about starting small businesses. I'm like, if you think you can do it and you don't and you have the the freedom and not a lot of strings tied to you, you should absolutely do it in that moment because life changes quickly, you know, you can get a mortgage and the next thing you know, um, you've got this, this roadblock to being able to pursue. It could be a really big dream for yourself. Yeah. I
0: mean, you were young enough to make mistakes. Oh, so many. Yeah. I mean, everybody can make mistakes as you get older and everybody, there's this thing where people think um, that there's a point in their life where like, well, you know, even if I hate my job, there's nothing I can do about it now, you know, I'm locked into it. And I don't think that's always the case, but you should definitely seize the opportunity while you're young to do these riskier things. So. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, and, th- and that totally worked out, um, you know, in, in my favor at the time. I mean, we were like 25, mm. you know, and it was like, mm, why not? Let's 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 go for it. We rented a spot there on Hope Street and, um, you know, we were able to to pay the bills and three years went by. And I think that's the benchmark that people say, you know, once your business has like lasted three years, you're probably going to be OK. Nice. And I remember that third yeah. year being like, oh, thank God. We're
1: gonna we got to okay. celebrate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you um do before you had Frog and Toad?
2: So I was a graphic designer um, and uh, I had my own studio where I did that. Um, I think that for me, I I went into graphic design because I saw it being like a professional uh, avenue I could go down where I could still be creative. Mm-hmm. But always be able to get jobs, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I just, I, 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 say I got disenchanted with it because I didn't feel like I was doing a lot of work that was very creative. You know, it was like working for a bank or you know a, a tour company or something, and it was just like making ads, and mm-hmm. nothing was feeling really that rich to me. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I went to school to be a graphic designer as well, and uh, I went to New England Tech, but one of my teachers while I was there said that to us. He was like, you know, we were talking about, cause you know, you do the projects for school and it's like build a website and like do an (laughs) album cover and make this poster or whatever. And he's like, you know, we do all these really cool projects, but you know, most of the time you're going to be like comping together something for baby food or like uh, a retirement home or diapers or like whatever. He's like, you're not going to love all the stuff you do, especially if you're doing like gig economy stuff or if you end up, I mean, I guess more, especially if you end up working for a, um, like a big business or mm. like uh you know I just did baby food so Johnson and Johnson or something yeah. where like you're just doing product stuff and not even super interesting product stuff it's just layout design at that mm. point Right. And, you know, not a lot of people think about that when they get into it. They're like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to go work for like Transformers and, <laughs> and like, you know, be working on really cool, flashy stuff all the time. And it's eh, prob- no. probably not.
2: But it's such a valuable life skill to have, though. Like, do mm-hmm. you feel, do you feel like pretty happy that you have that base knowledge of? percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it made a huge difference. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. It's yeah. not just like making album covers or
1: something. <laughs> you know, Asher, it, when your album comes out, wait, I have someone who can design it, yeah, yeah. His name is Nick. It,
2: it, know, it, it translates <laughs> nicely. Have you <laughs> ever worked with a polka band before? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no okay. not this, first time for everything. This could be everything. the first time. All right. yeah. exactly. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you know when we're ready. <laughs> do, you,
1: um, do you get to use your designing background at all through Frog and Toad, or do you, do you have someone who does that, or does that land on you?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've always used it, you know, to, you know for marketing and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then for, you know, making products that we sell there. Um, I'm really, really lucky to have some talented artists that work uh, with me. Yeah. Um, because, you know, honestly, there's not enough time in addition to running the, you know, oper- daily operations of your business to be pursuing all of those creative projects. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've got my friends Michael and Mariette, uh work in our, Art department, if you will, <laughs> um, and um, I, I get to like have this really fun role of being like an art director, which was always a dream job of mine when I was growing up. So it's really fun. I get to you know have uh, have these fun concept meetings with them where we think about what will be a funny idea for a t-shirt, mm-hmm. and then get to watch them, the two that actually have uh, this this kind of creative talent, uh, come up, you know come upon a design that's really good. And, and do you brilliant.
1: have a favorite that you've done? Throughout the years, that's like, oh, this T-shirt was so good.
2: Well, I, you know, you brought it up uh, before when we talked. So we, we had a design called um, that was uh, it's um, you can go to hell. Um, I'm going to Pawtucket. <laughs> and um, I don't know why I made that, but I did like 10 years ago. And it's always been like a really good seller. And I don't know why. Um,
1: I do. I, it is so, it, and, and there's an alligator or a crocodile. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's so stupid. Um, <laughs> but so those like, are the best ones. <laughs> something being silly it resonated is somehow. Unlike the down low, I really I want that stupid design to find its way into the Rhode Island State Archives one day. It needs to happen. I would I'd like. I want you can go to hell. I'm going to patucket to somewhere. Be like. I want it to be like an archivist job to file that somewhere safe.
1: i think it should happen okay that needs to who do we know we must know someone we know can we somebody. call someone you guys have
0: pull with archivists uh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah we have a big archivist uh, audience <laughs> these days yeah uh, obviously i think one of my favorites i don't even know why it's my favorite i just always found it funny and i think it's a providence one and it's just a an, an illustration of a mattress Oh it's yeah. it's like Providence yeah. under it. Yeah. And yeah. I always found that one hilarious. Every time I was there, I almost got it. And then it would be like you wouldn't have the size in or something, because I'm like a weirdly sized human being. He's uh, just a weird human. Yeah, I'm just a weird human. In general. In general. <laughs> uh but that one always just
2: every time I'd i kind of scroll past it it would just crack me up. I don't know why that sums it up perfectly. But <laughs> it that really does. that that design, which which isn't mine, full disclaimer, it's by an artist named Tom West. That design. Um, I think encapsulates the Providence experience, like can just you, kiss perfectly. Can
1: you describe it because I haven't seen it, so it's I don't know. It's literally
0: just that. It's like an illustration mattress. of like a old mattress, I guess, and it just says Providence
2: under oh, it. Oh, okay. Like you know, if you ever go down the street on Trash Day, there's a lot there's of old a mattresses <laughs> out there, and. You know, people keep sticking them out there, like, well, maybe this time sanitation will be- yeah, pick it up. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. this time will they'll, they'll grab This'll it. This will be the day they change their minds. Yeah, it's ne- not happening. Never really seems to happen. Mm-hmm. My
1: favorite yeah. thing is I live on the east side, and um, I actually go to your store all the time. Thank you, Mister. Um, but um, in, in our first podcast, we are uh, drinking out of Frog and Toad mugs, and we're like, look at us, look at us repping like local businesses. We're so cute. Anyway. Um, I walk down the street a lot, you know, it's a nice neighborhood, and there's always like random, random furniture out on the sidewalk, and it'll be like Sometimes it's like really nice stuff that you're like, I wonder why they're throwing this away. And sometimes it's like the rattiest couch you've ever seen in your life. And I'm always like, where does this go? Who takes this? Does the trash take that stuff? Some Do you have to it. file a permit for that? Like, are they equipped to just take a random couch? No,
2: you
0: live over there. You tell
2: us.
1: I've never thrown away a random couch before. <laughs> I, don't...
2: I think you have to get the right sanitation engineer on any given day. Right? Somebody that's willing to like. Go a little extra. Go above yeah, and beyond. Yeah. And, like,
1: honestly, their job is already as tough as it is. I don't want them to have to push any harder. I don't want to be that one house that's like, you're already working a lot. Take my mattress, please. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know what Providence does. North Smithfield, they just changed it recently where you can put out one big thing a week. They used to do, like, that big trash pickup day, like, once a year or hmm. something. And now it's you get one big thing. without – I think so, except for mattresses and air conditioners. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Yeah, it was definitely. a nice way to kind of slowly get rid of your stuff. Mm. I think that's got to be easier for them than that. Like that, I bet you they, everybody calls out sick on that one big
2: trash day pickup. <laughs> like, Sorry. oh, God, everybody has the <laughs> flu that day. I have Weird. the black lung problem. <laughs> that union contract negotiation must have been brutal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But, like, one day? Mm.
1: The new guy. Sorry, I can't show up. I don't know how this conversation went from talking about a cool mattress gift store yeah. to then going to like mattresses. That's it, the, oh, because to do. Yeah, that's Sasha, shirt. Sasha, I have a question. Have you yeah. ever
2: taken any of the uh, old furniture you see on the sidewalk? When I haven't. You haven't. I haven't. Really?
1: The one thing about me is, I is, know. I love like, really cool things I am not someone who can produce cool things so like there's someone who will be like look at this chest on the side of the road I'm gonna take it home and paint it and like turn it into something and I'll be like okay cool and I just can't do that like it's not in my it's not I'd rather like go to a store go to an antique store so where the trash was like put in display and I could just buy and bring it home (laughs) and I don't have to put any work into it I just I'm not like a creative person like that like I, I am creative, but I can't see. Like I can't look at a chair that needs to be like re-sewn and stuffed and be like, I can create something out of that. Yeah, It's just not in my. It's not in my wheelhouse. So I'm it. sure you have. have
0: not a chair that had to be re-sewn and stuffed, but it's the issue now is that everything's made out of particle board. Right? Yeah, big so like, issue. If it's
2: outside for more than a day, it's just falling yep. apart.
1: I don't even know what that means. What yeah. is particle board?
2: Um, it's 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 a wood composite. Am I right? Yeah, it's a yeah, composite. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's, it's not built to last. It's cheap.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah we have you ever have broken like a, a cheap desk and it
2: looks like it's like layered inside or something? I have Every not. piece of IKEA furniture. Yeah. Oh, damn! So you everything get, in my house. <laughs> you get lured in by that that price tag. And you're like, yeah. I can still build it. You know, yep. it's like worth the savings. Like I'll yep. you know, to, to take. You know an hour and 45 minutes of frustrating time and 16 and build hours it. for me yeah but you're not thinking about how like yeah a little water gets in there and yeah it inflates up and yeah, yeah you can tell the difference between something that's like that
0: and like hardwood just mm-hmm. by the price that's you look true. at one thing that's a 100 bucks and then the other thing that looks like it is 300 bucks mm-hmm. like that one's hardwood yeah <laughs>
1: well it's, it's funny because we um my boyfriend and i we bought a house over a little over a year ago um on the east side, it's a historical house. We lived in like a very modern condo for the first like seven years of our relationship that needed no work. Everything, it was brand new, like it was very clean and crisp and it was fantastic. And I had always watched like HGTV things, home renovations. So when we bought our home, I'm like, oh, we got this. We can do this, this no, Problem. Guess what? I was dead wrong. Yeah. That, you forgot
0: they did everything in montage. Oh so it my God. Like it was,
1: <laughs> and we were really so we were really lucky. My boyfriend's father is a contractor and he does the most beautiful work and he gifted us his time, which was a gift I could never repay in a thousand years. Um, but it's just what the expense, the time, the the messiness, the frustration, you do one thing, and then all of a sudden in your 100-year-old house, you find out that the plumbing is not up to code. So you have to take down everything you just did to re-put a new plumbing, and oh, yeah. plumbers are expensive. It's just crazy. And I'm like, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines, you did not really. You did not prepare did me not for this. You did not prepare me for this nope. because I thought it was going to be cute and easy. <laughs> they did you dirty? They did me dirty. <laughs> and honestly. Damn it, Chip. I, what the heck? First of all, Chip, your happy go lucky nature was not helpful. No. Because like living in a construction to- zone is not easy and it's hard. It's worth it. But I wish I was a little more, you know.
2: Yeah, prepared. Ready for it. Mentally prepared. Can I just say that I would love to watch an HGTV show where the um the 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 hosts or the contestants are really bad. <laughs> yeah. They're really bad at interior design. First time. Yeah. First like, timers. I would like, why don't they have that, do they have
1: that show? Wait, do you remember, this is probably early 2000s, I would say, do you remember trading spaces? Mm -hmm. That was pretty bad, because it would be like one, two families would like switch places, and there would always be this one family, they'd be like, we want to do something really fun and modern and like cool for our friends, and the other family would be like, we want to put feathers on the wall, (laughs) and then the other family would be like, what the heck, what are these feathers for? I hate birds. Why'd you do this? And it was always like that awkward, like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. You you ruined my home. But then there's nothing, nothing really replaced that. Though. I feel like
0: there's a, one of those for every genre. There's a trading something, yeah, mm-hmm. like trading spouses. Oh like god, trading places, and you know, it's always like rife for good TV, I guess.
1: We could start like a new trading spaces. Mm-hmm. You speaking of renovations, you renovated Frog and Toad over the pandemic, yeah? Did
0: you just hear that transition? That was, that was girl. Damn. She is yeah. so smooth. I, I am
1: learning like, some ooh, here. Ooh, yeah. <laughs>
2: really nicely done
1: well i mean it is true though
2: yeah well we did i mean it seemed like a good time like you know how often are you gonna oh gosh you can't say how often are we gonna have a (laughs) pandemic so i can really get some work done are you i did just say that listen you
1: you it's the times it is the times you're totally fine
2: you know it's it's like you know trying to make the the most of the situation you know we Mm -hmm. were closed down so i was like this seems like a great time to do a little renovations i always hated the floor Mm -hmm. really hated the floor in our space it was like that um like commercial grade carpet that you see in a very uninspired office with cubicles <laughs> mm. um only like really really worn and then 20 years of children like vomiting on it or like <laughs> yep. spilling their their chocolate milk on it so then that's fun you know it tells a story you know yeah. some history there the vomit chocolate milk history we love but, that. Um, it was time to go. Yep. Um so uh yeah, so it was really nice to uh, to be able to take advantage of that time of being closed to 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 get it out of there and get a new floor down.
1: So what did you choose and why?
2: So we went with a a, a composite floor um mm-hmm. that's super resistant to uh to water and moisture. Um chocolate and, milk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> chocolate milk and vomit. Um, Perfect. Yeah, and uh it looks it looks like nice uh, hardwoods, although it is not. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's just uh it's just kind of changed the the vibe in there a little bit, which awesome. it needed, you know.
1: Yeah, it does. I went in there um not too long ago for our food bank um uh like kind of finale of the food bank situation. And the store looks great and the new you have a new sign, uh Providence Paint and Signs, so Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks amazing. I I mean, I think I think your store is always um fun to look at because there's always so many interesting things in the windows and you have the, the like the farmyard mm. friends out front and I might that's what I nickname them they could be called something else but um but there's always fun things going on and I, I love um when something new happens it's always fun like ooh, what's happening over there now the first
0: thing I think when you said that you did that and you did the floors was like the nightmare of taking all that stuff
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, you have a lot of like racks, and like just on every rack is a lot of small stuff, and that sounds like
2: I don't know. I just kind of went unconscious, you know, (laughs) and and just like did it, didn't think about it too much. Like, four days went by, and I like came back to consciousness. I was like, Oh, it's done. How's that happen? Whoa,
1: this is great, yeah.
2: Um, no, all that stuff, it's funny. Um, so you know, we talked earlier about how, um, you know, I'm in business with my wife right Yep. so aaron and i uh, uh run this place together and uh so every single item that you you know see or reference um that that's in our, our shop it, there's usually been a marital dispute behind <laughs> that product so we'll go like we'll go on buying trips uh for uh for the store and we don't always see eye to eye on stuff, you know. We don't always have the same taste. Mine is much better than hers, um, so there's usually some kind of a, you know, some bickering, some silent treatment that happened, you know, some sort of like big blow up maybe. Uh, but bes- behind every single like cute little kids bowl or or onesie or something, there's usually one of us had to like lobby and advocate. For oh my it god! Way harder than you would imagine. And I've always said like. Okay, so that's like one of our strengths. Mm, definitely. You know, like how many places are like willing to have like a drag down like marital dispute over the product that's on their shelves? Ours. Ours.
1: Yeah, Ours. and yeah. especially I know we've talked about this before, not now, but um, every time that I go to Frog and Toad, I always buy. There's these you have those cute like cereal or noodle bowls, and they usually have like a character inside. The mo- my most recent one was like bunnies and strawberries. Mm. Um, it's my favorite. And you were saying how that one bowl you wanted to buy or your wife wanted to buy a million of, but you had to like bring each other down. Like, you mm-hmm. couldn't go crazy on the cute bowls.
2: Yeah. Great bowl, Sasha. It's, it's a microwavable so safe and uh, dishwasher safe. So you're, you're in good shape with that one.
1: I'm not eating um, out of it. It's for display purposes only. Okay, okay, it's too I cute. Okay. I can't be away from it for too long. <laughs> it can't be in my dishwasher. I would be too scared. My yeah. other one has pandas on it, just so you know.
0: Oh, love that one. They're so cute. Yeah. You gotta know, like hand wash it after every time I'm you not
1: gonna something. use it for any food or any sort of beverage or anything. Fine. It's just to sit there and look cute <laughs> so people can admire it. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life.
2: There you go.
1: So what was that fight like? Figuring out the strawberry bunny bowl. <laughs>
2: Well, um, I, th- I think it was just based upon, like, do we still want to be, like, buying this many um, little bowls for kids? Yes. Should we, Would our money be better spent elsewhere if we are going to get one? Does it need to be this one? Maybe one of us didn't like bunnies. I don't really remember at the <laughs> that time. That specific exactly. bowl? yeah. But usually it's, it's something pretty uh, aggressive. Do you
0: go it. out on a buying trip with, like, each time you go on a trip with, like, a budget that you're
2: willing to spend on that trip and then break it? Every time? I'd I'd like to answer that question, Nick, by saying any good business person um, always has a budget when they go buying. Um, (laughs) I'm not a very good business (laughs)
1: person. I could tell there was a windup coming. (laughs) You looked too bashful over there to be like, I'm a good business person. I'm
2: like, I'm like, um, I'm a, I'm like a buyer who has ADD. So it's (laughs) like, I move on from the bunny bowl to like the next thing with bells and whistles pretty quickly. And before you know it, um, yeah, it's the, the budget was tanked if there even was one. So yeah, that's why I don't teach any, uh, business class at the <laughs> university level. I just I just come on local podcasts. Yeah, Perfect. They, yeah. You're the
1: podcast star of the of Rhode Island. We love it. Now in in your with Erin, your dynamic, you just said yourself that you go to you move on to things quickly like bells and whistles, cute bowls, cute t shirts. Is she a little bit more grounded in what you guys need? Like what's that like?
2: Yeah, I would say yeah, she's a practical person. Yeah and, and I'm pretty impractical.
1: That's pr- that's why you work out so well.
2: It, you know what? I, Astrology, we're mm-hmm. both Sagittarius. I'm a
1: Sagittarius. Are you? <gasps> When's your birthday? This is why we like each other. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs>
2: it just blew up really quick.
1: <laughs> Wait, I need to know both of your birthdays. You're feeling immediately. I'm
2: an Sorry. Aquarius. I oh, know all right. that. that's cool. Too. That's it. That's I don't all know all I anything know. about yeah. that. That's as much. As anyway, I know. back to as as Sagittarius. I'm December 18th, one week before Christmas. I'm December 9th, oh.
1: two weeks before Christmas. Oh,
2: well, let me put that in my calendar.
1: So. Oh my god, I'm gonna put yours too. Well, I give
2: the best birthday I guess.
1: Okay, first of all. Just saying happy birthday to me even two months early is another gift. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I can it's do perfect. that. It's perfect. Yeah. And your wife is a Sag? She is, yeah. She's not my birthday, right? No, this... no.
2: She's on the other end of it. She's okay. like, a, I think her birthday is uh November 25th.
1: Oh, my mom is the twenty third. We're just like little oh cosmic God. best friends right now. <laughs> right? I can't even handle this. Do you? Are you a, a someone who like knows astrological? Like, do you know anything about astrology? Because I don't, but I just like when other people are the same thing I am. That's- yeah,
2: I don't either. But I have three daughters, and they all um, know it very, very well. They know about the moons and the rising and the oh, you know, the, all of the nuances. Isn't, isn't
0: it not always a good thing for somebody to be the same as
1: you? I think in a relationship, depending maybe not.
0: Depending on the Depending,
1: sign, yeah. You know? I think a friend, I think it's great. And I think in a relationship, everything's different. Like Asher was saying, his daughters are into like the rising and the moon signs and stuff. Because I think you can be a Sagittarius like you were born in a Sagittarius time frame. But depending on the time you were born, you could have more like Capricorn characteristics. I don't know what those are. I don't even know what a Sagittarius characteristic is. But I just like being one. And I like when I find someone who else is one. Yeah, same. And I think like, so Nick, you're January.
0: Yeah, end of January.
1: I feel like. I'm like right on
0: the border of being something different. I'm like one day out.
1: Do you know what the other one is? No. No, I barely know that I'm Aquarius. Oh, that's. Well, I think. (laughs) That's as far as I got. Being someone born in December. Regardless if you're at the 1st or if you're the 30th, it doesn't matter when, like your birthday is always overshadowed by all the holidays that are in December. Um, not even just holiday, like specific holidays, just like the holiday, like merriment. So I feel like as a someone who was born in December, Asher, me, you and your wife, I feel like there's like a special bond there. Mm-hmm. Like being a December baby mm-hmm. is the superior baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to put that, put that out there.
0: I always feel bad for people that, like, are actually on the holiday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And really any holiday. Or that's, or, like, when, not even just birthdays, or, like, if, like, let's say you get engaged on, like, Valentine's Day. I'm always, like, man. Big mistake. Like, everybody thinks it's a good idea, but it sounds like an awful idea. Terrible. Or, like, people that wait to, like, you know, some people, like, try to hold in so their kid is born, like, one hour into the next day because they want the holiday or something like i've heard that a million times did you hear that from a
1: man though i feel like no one would be like i'm holding this no i've heard like (laughs) listen i'm holding a podcast
0: we're doing a podcast because i listen to a lot of podcasts and (laughs) i've heard it from uh not a a ton but i've heard the stories where people are like oh yeah they were trying to wait until this day or whatever um and to me it sounds like a just a
2: bad idea oh i'll tell you what happens tell us firsthand so you get you. Everybody's got that aunt, and they give you that gift with a card on it that says "Happy Birthday and, and Christmas." Yeah, that's so bad. Yeah, yeah. So Come use on. your five yeah. bucks. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> use your one lottery yeah. ticket. Have fun. Thank you, Aunt Helen. Thanks. This is great. I really <laughs> yeah, appreciate really this. Great. I um I feel like I um I love birthdays in general. I think that they're fun because I think I love
0: other people's birthdays.
1: Yeah, I, I, l- like I not just mine. I love birthdays just. Any birthday, because I feel like we have these holidays that are great, and your birthday is your own personal holiday where you get to, like, you know, get some compliments and maybe get a few gifts, maybe get, you know, an extra happy email from your boss. It's like a nice day that it's just your day.
0: I just think of it as an excuse to, like, so I have like a pretty sizable group of friends that, like, we all do things together all the time. And I think of it as a way that I can force them to do the thing that I've wanted to do for a while mm-hmm. and couldn't get everybody involved. So mm-hmm. we'll do like. Uh, they can't you know, say no. It's your yeah, birthday. We'll do like the, the F1 car racing or like, like that kind of stuff where it's like trying to get everybody involved in anything is like pulling teeth. So it's like the one day you can be like, all right, this is what we're doing.
1: That makes sense. It's yeah. practical. Heck yeah.
2: What do you think about people that like are grown ass adults that celebrate a birthday week? Mm.
1: Uh, mm, this is going to be controversial I was gonna but i'm
2: say, not sasha do
0: you celebrate
1: a i don't uh, no and i'm not into oh, it oh okay
0: okay good uh, that mean, seemed like the lead-in no, was gonna mm. be like
1: eh. well we already know from me like i'm not someone uh even though this podcast obviously like you're hearing my voice and we're whatever i'm not someone who loves to be like in the spotlight i much prefer to be like the producer of something behind the scenes like getting finding out what makes people tick in what they're good at and putting them together so they can be in the spot like I love that. Mm-hmm. So for me like having one day that's my birthday I am so okay with. Don't make it anymore. I'll get really awkward. I'll blush and I'll just like Ooh,
3: thank you. That's and that's it <laughs> and that's and that's
1: it. that's, that's, it. that's all I, it. I think it's different if it's like your boyfriend or fiance or wife and they want to celebrate you a little bit more privately i think mm-hmm. that's fine but i don't think i would ever be the person that's like it's my birthday month mm-hmm. no no no.
2: yeah it goes out to a month at some point yeah like yeah yeah oh and then you start you saying me. yeah i'm like a, i'm i'm 46 and a half <laughs> yeah you know it's like, so no, we're no, celebrating that was, that was do you, you celebrate half birthdays i think anybody i think that's supposed to stop by the time you're like 10 but right? like, i could be wrong i'm yeah. not sure what the, the well it's the,
0: see, the I, when you're like a little kid you want to get older yeah. Right. So you're like, oh, no, I'm not just six. I'm six and a half. Right, right. Or I'm right, right. six and three quarters. So like when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you're like, no, I'm, you know, if I can go back a half year. I'm, I'm 25 times two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had my 25th birthday 25 times.
1: I'm turning 30 this year and I'm, you know, you get that, like, it's, I feel like your 30th birthday is like the first big, like, oh, shoot, I'm, this is my life. I'm an adult. Like, it's, it's here now. And I'm. A lot of people are like, oh, are you scared? Are you nervous? Like, oh, my God, 30, da, 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 And I, how I went about it is I, so I'm 29 now. When I was 28, I started telling people I was 30. Mm. They'd be like, oh, how old are you? And I'd be like, oh, I'm 30. So that way, when I actually turned 30, mm-hmm. I've already had two years mm. of telling people I'm already 30. So right. I'm like Did that confuse
0: to- the hell out of the people that you told you were 30 two
2: years prior?
1: No. <laughs> i hope not well sorry guys i'm not actually 30 i'm still a, not
2: i have a cautionary tale let's hear it so i'm like nick i really i don't um want to observe my own birthday yeah you know i just you know it's it seems like a bother mm-hmm. uh a distraction mm-hmm. so and the worst the worst and i i am a reticent facebook user mm-hmm. um you know it's it's a necessary evil I yeah suppose. yep but I I really don't enjoy the Facebook birthday event. Oh boy! Okay. Like, you know where it's like I'm quiet all year long, and then I've got like 250 messages from people from your me cousin
1: happy. twice removed that you yeah. haven't heard from since your last birthday.
2: Absolutely, and I know I know that cousin. All they did was just push a button. Yep. I'm like I'm like, dude, if you want to wish me happy birthday, like FedEx me a gift.
1: Yep. Or yeah. just send me a text yeah. that yeah. says put like put in a little effort. Exactly. Yeah. Give me a call. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah.
2: Really
0: I, don't like that. I have, uh, and uh, if this podcast continues to go on for a long time, everybody will come to know (laughs) that I have a a lot of really weird theories on things or like out there theories on things. And my thing for birthdays is I feel like they were originally celebrated because it was an accomplishment that you survived the last year. Mm -hmm. So like you you celebrated being a year older because- living a whole year was hard yeah in medieval times yeah, yeah. you so didn't get eaten by a wolf this year it turned
1: didn't have yeah exactly
0: cough. it turned slowly turned into like it's a day to celebrate you but right. like i really do think originally it was like whoo you made it didn't get eaten by a tiger yeah nobody stabbed you to death like you're good <laughs> man i don't know how you survived this long but you made it and like or now like, it's like eh.
1: you know in those in the movie like any time uh What's the word? I'm like, period piece. Like a movie, a period piece. Yeah, yeah, Every, at some point in that movie, there's one person that all of a sudden starts coughing into a napkin, and the napkin is red. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. I know it's bad. The black like black lung. The black lung or consumption <laughs> or whatever, but like- Consumption. Yeah. But it, just to go back to what you're saying, like, so they are celebrating that birthday because they're like, I didn't yeah. bleed into a napkin mm-hmm. today.
0: That seems mm-hmm. like uh, an appropriate time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, you, I just survived. Right? Not survive? I mean, you know- well, we never, are surviving, a, especially after this year. Not everybody's life is the same as anybody else's. Things are hard. Everybody has their own hardships. I totally get it. But it's not the same as 200 years ago, 300 no. years ago. No, no, no. Yeah. Our hardships are very different now. Uh, Yeah, well, somebody put too th- much sugar uh, in your coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Starbucks barista uh, didn't do my order right, yeah.
1: Or and like then we can have a
0: meltdown about it.
1: Celebrating not getting eaten by a wolf, or like going to what's that place that everyone goes to now where the Kate drinks? Richards Fair. No, no, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that place. I don't know if you guys have seen it, or if it's just like the 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 people who I'm like connected with on social media. But it's that place. It's in. I think it's in Mohegan Sun. It's, like, something about candy, and they put the thing in the oh, yeah, drink yeah. in it. Like, that's the birthday thing now. It's, like,
0: very mixology kind of drinks. Yeah, and
1: they're all, like, yeah. very sugary and with, like, uh, cotton yeah. candy. And so, like, honestly, the fact that we're we don't at – We are we do
0: not have to plug the name of it. It's not in Rhode Island. That's so true. It's in good. Connecticut. It's just but that place. You know? the
1: fact that that's how we're celebrating our birthdays now instead of, like, being thankful that we didn't get eaten by a bear, I feel like that is forward movement, and mm-hmm. I, I'm happy about it. Yeah. I'm I very mean, happy
0: about it. It's just my whole thing – has always just been like, you know, it's just a birthday. It's I, They're very cool when you're little. Yeah. Like, I love, I have nephews now. And, like, my nephew's third birthday just passed. And I was, like, pumped about that. It's fun. Yeah. Little kids are, or Christmas, same thing. Christmas can still be nice as you get older. Mm. But, like, birthdays are great for little kids. I, I, I still think of them as an excuse when you get older to just do something you've wanted to do all year.
1: Do you, when you you have three kids, mm-hmm. do they have big birthdays, small birthdays, themed birthdays? What are their birthdays like? after um, we just trashed birthdays what are your kids birthdays like
2: they're great for kids well <laughs> when they were younger it was an excuse for us to have like a really big like um grown-up party at our house Yep. right so it would be like barbecue and kegs of beer and stuff nice. like that and you know we we basically used the kids birthday occasion as an excuse to ignore them and have a huge grown-up Heck party yes. at yes um and then they got old enough where they are wise to that and um And uh, I no longer had the energy to really do all of the hosting uh, Mm -hmm. any longer. So they became, like, destination uh, birthdays. Cool. And then that's this whole um, subculture of, like, places that will host birthday parties, Mm -hmm. which is a really weird scene, man. Like, they're, like... The staff there are like 15 and 16 year olds who really <laughs> hate their job and like they'll slice the cake for you, but they won't do a very good job and it takes 45 minutes. They're not and, smiling. And like you have a very subpar experience, but it costs you like $576. Yeah, and That's this whole industry that I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that that exists. But it does. Um, I don't know. Chuck I, Cheese. It, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck no. Cheese
0: exists solely for kids to have birthday parties at. I'm convinced. We actually used to. Like go drinking and then like order a pizza from Chuck E. Cheese. Well, nobody sober
2: would do that. No, <laughs>
0: because yeah. there was like this weird nostalgia thing of being like, I remember Chuck E. Cheese pizza was great.
1: No, like, it definitely wasn't. You know,
0: once you were an adult <laughs> and you ordered it, you were like, eh, no. no it definitely tastes so like cardboard with when cheese. When I say we use, I say we. I should have said we did it once. We we ordered one time. Pizza, you were like, we're so we nostalgic were like, eh, with Chuck E. Cheese? You know, it was fine. Yeah, it just wasn't like, yeah. You know, well, and I think, well, and I, think no, I should have left the nostalgia in place and right, never revisited. Right,
1: right. Not to be the person that always brings it back to our wonderful podcast, but speaking of that's wo- kind
0: of the entire point,
1: wonderful, right? that's why I'm here. Yeah, but speaking of terrible Chuck E. Cheese pizza, we do live in Providence. Well, I live in Providence, speaking
3: of terrible Chuck E. Cheese pizza.
1: <laughs> but like, I'm just curious, Asher, like, you live in Warren. Am I allowed to say that? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just you yeah, yeah, give out the I can
2: bleep it out. Address, You know, I...
1: <laughs> you live at one two three Alphabet <laughs> Lane. Everyone sent him fan mail. Um. Uh. You live in Warren, which has a really cool restaurant scene. Mm-hmm. Um. But you have stores in Providence. Do you have favorite um coffee shop, restaurants, pizza places that aren't Chuck E. Cheese?
2: Oh boy, how, how long uh, can this patent podcast go for? It really can talk a great length about this.
1: Well, we did say in our intro podcast that like 48 oh, I hours. Said, um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 48, 48 hours will be the cutoff.
2: Okay, that's great. Um, We're cutting it this off. This couch is super comfortable. <laughs> by the way. If, you do have, if you have like a, just a throw that you could. Oh, yeah, we'll give just do That's yeah. great. Perfect. Um, so, pizza is a thing that I'm pretty obsessed with, like yep. a lot of people. And I love the, uh, the pizza at Rap Shack in Bristol. Oh, I love Nice Slice in Providence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fellini's. I'm a big fan of Fellini's still love polines. Um, and I'm my my second favorite uh food is is uh Mexican food. And, oh. Um, I'm I'm really into uh all of these uh taquerias that are in Providence like in the West End.
1: Okay. Um Nick has a favorite in the West Well, no, that's not the West End. Technically it's Fox no, Point. No, Talula's. is his next favorite. Oh yeah, fantastic.
2: I love. Yeah, Tallulah's. great burritos for sure.
1: Do you that's... have a fave fave Mexican restaurant?
2: Um I like uh uh this place called Tacos Arale. Um Ooh. they've got two locations in the West End that are okay. really really great. Yeah. Um usually if it's like a hole in the wall type place mm-hmm. I, I really really enjoy it. I'll I'll like come up with, with an excuse to have like a meeting just so that I can <laughs> go out for Mexican mm. food really. It's- what
1: is your go-to dish?
2: Um, I just I'm straight up with like the the veggie tacos.
1: Okay. Yeah. Are you a vegetarian? I am. Yeah. Me too. Are you? Are we the same person? Apparently. This is oh? a real revelation. My God. This is so fun.
2: What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite place in 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 Providence, Rhode Island to get uh, get food, Sasha? This is we're gonna see <laughs> we're gonna see how you stack up against my 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 oh, inclinations. I
1: do love Mexican food, but I would say my favorite like food that I'm always in the mood for is Indian food, um, kebab and curry. Mm. India and Mm Rasoy, they're all within, like, a two-mile, like, radius. And I just, like, alternate. Like, it's, like, Wednesdays is kebab and curry. Fridays is India. Sundays is Rasoy. Then we go back around. And I love – they have so many vegetarian options. Mm -hmm. Just always. Like, you don't have to specify. You don't have to change anything. Um, So, you know, I love um, anything with paneer in it. Um, I love naan. Anyway, I love Indian food, so that's my fave. I do like Mexican food, and then I'm a really big um, lover of pizza places, but getting sandwiches there,
3: Mm. which is weird. (laughs) Curveball.
1: It's a curveball. It's a curveball. Like, Yeah, like my boyfriend loves pizza, and I'm always like, let's get pizza tonight, and then he's like, what kind of pizza? And I'm like, I'm getting a sandwich, and he's like, what the heck? We're supposed to get pizza. pizza. Although my new favorite, which you might like, Nick knows this, and he's going to laugh at me for it. You call and you order. A buffalo chicken pizza, mm. no chicken, mm. and that hits.
2: Wow, I am there for and that. And she insists that that's the the the, the least
1: easiest confusing way, way to order it. it. Okay. I feel
0: like that's a more confusing. But
1: guess what? We ordered pizza yesterday. Yeah. And guess they tried to uh, make yeah. make the pizza how I just said it. Yeah. So just a pizza with buffalo sauce. Yeah. And like I don't know onions think you or something. Say, yeah.
0: Can I have like a, a like a cheese pizza with onions and buffalo sauce?
1: And guess what? That pizza came with chicken on it. You have to say buffalo chicken pizza. No chicken. I'm telling you, it's the only way you can do it. Pro tip. It's a pro tip, but you should order that. It's the best. It's so good. If you like like a little spicy food. I'm going to. Oh, my God. All
2: right. So polarizing uh, topic, but Hawaiian pizza, where do you stand? And have you ever found a good vegetarian alternative to the ham that's in Hawaiian
1: pizza? I mean, I have never been like super on board with hawaiian <laughs> i don't dislike it but it's never my first choice you
2: don't think pineapple belongs i honestly are savory flavored.
1: <laughs> i like sweet and savory it's not the pineapple i just maybe it's because i've even though i haven't always been a vegetarian i just like the ham on a pizza just always looked not oh, like, like ham my on a pizza no you do I, so it's, mm-hmm. there's
0: two vegetarians in the room i am not a vegetarian mm-hmm. i like vegetarian stuff um for the most part i'm not really a big tofu person i've had every once in a while i've had it like cooked really well so yeah it was a good job with it and it's good but i'd say nine out of ten times it's been disappointing um but ham on a pizza i used to work at a pizza place when i was younger and i would like experiment with all different stuff on pizzas because we'd get to make our own so
1: i uh, ham just like you know what i the do thing- candied ham I would like oh, add God. like the sugar
0: to it and stuff before it went in and it would kind of like crystallize on the ham.
2: And no, it was no, actually no. really good. Oh, that sounds <laughs> really, Crystallizing
1: really good. ham. Asher, yeah. how does that sound? Does um, that sound like you want that? Actually, <laughs>
2: um, that does sound pretty good. <laughs> oh my God. Look, let's just be honest. No vegetarian is ever out here being like, you know what's awesome? Tofu.
1: Okay. But have you ever had, I don't know if you've had this, Nick. I'm assuming you have because you're in the area. Garden Grill mm-hmm. makes a tofu BLT and that is it is so good and it tastes as close to bacon as okay. a tofu BLT could taste. I was going to <laughs> mm. gonna
0: say, anybody that ever says the meat substitutes actually, t- some no. of them are good for themselves. Yeah. Uh, one of my pet peeves with those things is like, I feel like they do themselves a disservice by trying to say they're the meat. Yeah. Like, they're not uh, there's like in California and stuff, they'll have these like uh, like vegan delis and they'll like call it chicken, but it's like a substitute for chicken. I'm like, it's great for people that are vegan. Like I'm glad that there's like a lot of variety and there's something different and you can get like your savory thing out of it. And that's awesome. But I always find it weird when they try to directly compare. It's like, it's just not the same. I think call that's the worst different.
1: thing that a vegetarian person can do or a vegan person can do to a non-vegan or vegetarian is be like, try this. You can't tell the difference. Like, yes, you can. The <laughs> texture like is different. burgers are good. Yeah.
0: They're just not. A, it's you have not to the
1: same. call it what like it is. Like this yeah. is not the meat, but it has a similar taste. The texture's totally different.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like food in general, mm-hmm. and I'm an adventurous eater. I wasn't. When I was a kid, I hated everything. It was like chicken fingers and ketchup and mm-hmm. I was it. But I hit a point where I just said like it became a thing where I'd go to like my friends' parents, like friends' house, and like their parents would cook dinner, and I decided I wasn't going to be the person that like asked for something different or like spit out the food cuz I hated it. The and I picky would just kid. even if I hated it, I would just suffer and eat it. And like that, it but it just turned me into somebody that could eat anything, and I like almost everything.
2: What's the uh, what's the most adventurous food you've ever eaten?
1: That's a great I guess question. It's where you
2: put adventurous?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I had like dried durian
0: once, which is disgusting. Wow. Yeah. It's I don't know if do you know what durian is. I don't. It's like a, a what is, Asian fruit, uh, oh. but it has like it's done a lot of food shows, mm-hmm. and it like. They say it smells like like desiccating flesh. Mm. Oh no! And it's 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 awful. Mm-hmm. It's really awful. But then I've also had like uh, I had snake once, and I've had I've had squirrel. Because you've of, had squirrel when we were a kid. One of my How friends. How do you not
2: lead with I ate squirrel? Because as an answer to this here
0: play. it's here it's weird. And the rest of most <laughs> of the rest like of the Midwest bad. and stuff is not that weird. But oh, no, no, I mean it was one of those like we were kids on. and we shot one with a, a, a BB gun, and my friend's dad was like, if you end up killing something, you have to eat it. Like, wait, wait, wait! This is not
1: works. where I was expecting this no, story to no, go. No, yeah.
0: So, like, we, yeah, you know, we were like ten. So something. that was a punitive squirrel meal. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't bad. Oh. It was fine. Okay. <laughs> Alligator. Um, and then I mean, there's not a lot of like adventurous, like vegan things to me. I'm surprised that your friend's dad wasn't worried you'd develop a taste for the squirrel,
2: right? You know, and or be, get a weird disease. Out there well,
0: the like... funny thing is, it doesn't. And it's been a long, long time since I've had it. So like I was. Oh my a kid god, hit. this is. Um, it's been a long time since, since Nick's he's had squirrel. Since he's dying on the delicacy of <laughs> squirrel. But it's not squirrel. weird. Like I mean, it's weird to people to eat it. Um, but it's weird to people. It would be weird to people, and I've never had this, but it'd be weird to people to eat uh pigeon. Hmm. But pigeon was brought here for food. Yeah. Like the whole re- it was like during the Great Depression, it was brought here as a food item because there were plenty of them, and they they. But people used to always eat them. They still eat it in French stuff.
2: It's yeah, like, uh, I, did, I did try. Squ- I did try pigeon. Like one time. Yeah. So
1: we have a pigeon eater and a squirrel yeah. eater. Let's... Like, there's a lot of stuff out there,
0: and <laughs> it I... just like
2: chicken. Oh,
1: well, that's no. squirrel is
2: like. It's.
0: I feel like it's one of those things that you could say that it just tastes like super mild. I it's,
1: can't believe I'm sitting ridiculous. in a room right now where we're talking about what squirrel tastes like to eat. This yeah, feels weird. very strange. To me.
0: It is strange. <laughs> I mean, but too it's strange to me too. Like I, I watch a lot of that kind of. I've watched like so like a lot of food channel stuff mm-hmm. and i've watched some hunting stuff and i've watched and like the stuff that especially in the northeast or coastal people find weird even in the united states probably 50 percent of the population doesn't find weird mm. mm-hmm. we're just city people even if you don't live in the city coastal people are city people yeah it just kind of is what it is we eat very generic stuff although we probably eat more seafood stuff than a lot of people would find
2: appetizing that's true. That is true.
1: How long have you been a vegetarian?
2: Um, ever since uh, my wife made me watch a documentary about why you should become a vegetarian. Yeah. You know, I guess that was nine years ago, and I said, "I, you know, I really like eating meat. I don't want to watch this movie. Why? Yeah. Are we, I don't want. Can we not? And I, I still, I sat down and watched it, and the next day I stopped.
1: Ah, uh, is and so I'm assuming your wife is also vegetarian. Yeah.
2: Imagine
0: if she wasn't. She just wanted him to be there. She just wanted to She would do that too.
1: <laughs> she doesn't let you get the bunny balls. Yeah, she's getting she... back at me about those bunny balls. Yeah, yeah.
0: She was, she was just letting it build for a while.
1: It is really nice though. Like Providence in general has a lot of options for people who are vegetarian that's relatively new yeah and that's like
0: 10 years mm-hmm. give or take your
1: mm-hmm. nick you're gluten free so yeah. there's a lot of places now that have like gluten-free options so i feel I like i feel local. like it's a
0: little harder to find gluten-free stuff than it is even vegetarian it's oh, almost every sure. place that, i mean honestly most restaurants i have to eat the vegetarian thing mm-hmm. yeah because it also because it's gluten-free. the only thing that like doesn't necessarily go between two pieces of bread or is not fried yeah right. yeah so it's like i'm kind of on that same but there's Gluten free stuff everywhere. People have been cooking and making vegetable yeah. food forever.
1: That's very true. Vegetable gluten-free food. Is weird,
0: but I don't really know how cuisine. Yeah. Vegetable, uh, plant based cuisine.
1: Thank you. That's that? a great That's better, way to put right? it.
0: Um, but yeah, there's a lot of places now.
1: My new um, favorite thing, and I don't know if you can speak to this at all, Asher, is the craze of like cauliflower being, being a, an equivalent to like a chicken wing. Because I love all the sauces. I love like dipping it and things. I love the buffalo, the barbecue. Do you dabble in that?
2: Oh, I'll dabble. Yeah, I'll dabble. Yeah, I, I mean cauliflower substituting chicken. Oh is, my god, is so good. So,
1: I'm. So good. I don't know why it took so long for that to happen mm. because it's so easy. And I feel like, I mean, I haven't eaten meat in a while, but cauliflower stays longer. Like you can freeze it, and like it's you. You're never like, oh, this is a funky tasting cauliflower. Like cauliflower.
0: Like if you like thaw it out, doesn't turn at all like like, does the coloring change and stuff i don't think i've ever frozen cauliflower
1: i mean you just throw it in an air fryer i mean a a fry later or whatever you can't even see the the color of it
0: it was popular for a while i don't know if it still has like the i think it's like cauliflower steaks oh yeah Mm -hmm. they just kind of cut them and like roast them and stuff and that was really good yeah those are so good
1: i've never it was very recently that i've been turned on to like the buffalo family like buffalo sauces and now i can't get enough (laughs)
0: I don't know why that my because we were talking about meat in my brain I was like but that's not vegan. But he said buffalo. I was like do people
1: buffalo do that? Buffalo cauliflower.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I could never have stopped eating meat if it weren't for hot sauces. Oh. Like I I that like mm-hmm. really like hits me nicely. So, mm-hmm. I was able to stop and just like literally slather all the vegetables with <laughs> hot hot sauces and I was fine.
1: Do you have a favorite?
2: Um, I really like Cholula. Yep. Um, I really like um I'm forgetting the name right now. Um I think it's called Melinda's. Oh. Um, okay, which is something I picked up at Whole Foods. And mm. so they've got a couple different flavors to it. But,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I mean I but Aaron um enrolled me in the hot sauce of the month club. Oh where, my god, yeah, that's so school. cool. Yeah. And so I just I had them coming in and it was an embarrassment of hot sauce uh, riches. So, so much hot have you ever sauce. watched hot ones? Oh, yeah. That is the best show. I think they have like a subscription thing for theirs too, don't they? Or something
1: similar to it? I'm not sure. I got my boyfriend. So his first birth, like his birthday. His first birthday? Not his first (laughs) birthday, but his first quarantine birthday. Mm -hmm. His birthday is in April. So that was during like the real, you know, nothing was open. Like you couldn't leave your house sort of thing.
2: The dark days. The
1: dark days. Mm -hmm. So I ordered him the Hot Ones like pack. And then for his birthday, we got chicken well i didn't eat the chicken but we got chicken wings and we put them down and he we basically did like the last dab challenge Mm. um and it was i mean i didn't enjoy it because at the time i wasn't into hot stuff but like it was very
0: cool uh, so not just like substituting cauliflower for it but are there any places in like providence or rhode island in general that have like good vegan wings because they make like the ones that come on like a wooden stick kind of deal and they're fried and because they do it on hot ones it's the only reason i even know like if there's a vegan guest yeah do it The Um, only
1: place that I've ever been – okay, that is not – that has like a a wing option that's not cauliflower is this sports bar that's in Warwick called Arugas. Oh, yeah. They have a faux chicken wing that actually like mimics chicken. Mm -hmm. It's not cauliflower, and it's very good. And for for it being a sports bar, it has a ton of vegetarian options. Like they have Impossible Burger. They do like an Impossible – Chili and nacho, and so which I appreciate because they obviously know that their guests enjoy sports and vegetarian options. Do you know of any place that does that?
2: No, there was um, a great uh, restaurant in Warren actually called Eli's Kitchen. Ooh. I loved it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and and Eli was. I think we talked about that in the coach. intro podcast. Yeah. We did. That's so <laughs> really funny. Did, yeah, yeah.
1: Because he's I, doing personal um catering now, yeah. like personal chef catering, which yeah, I think is fun. so cool.
2: He had a, a cauliflower appetizer that it wasn't specifically yeah, trying I, to emulate I've had uh, that. hot wings. You have had yeah, it, yeah? It was like really super good. spicy cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it was called. It, that was. Awesome. yeah it was killer yeah
1: really good so chef eli had i i am, am embarrassed to say I, had, I haven't been to his restaurant but i've i've i feel like i've eaten his food before through other means um because i remember being like oh my god because he, he he was on the show that he won like a cooking competition chopped, chop, yeah, yeah. Chop, that's what it was and um i remember being so impressed but um i just recently discovered because it was in warren yeah mm-hmm. the cool sort of dining scene in warren um there There's a funny, funny thing that we talked about um, last podcast is even though I'm from Rhode Island, I never really knew that like the East Bay was like a thing. Mm -hmm. I just assumed everything below Providence or to the left or right was like Southern Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. So now that I know what it is, I'm really trying to explore it more because there's so much. The dining is cool. The scenery is cool. the, The coastal lines are cool. Um what made you decide to choose Warren as your home base? Um
2: we just always would find ourselves like venturing out mm. there from the city mm-hmm. and it was like it felt like a little bit more chill. Yeah, um, totally. And um I mean back then there were like there were like all kinds of like places to discover, like little antique shops mm. and like streets to walk around or whatever. Um, and I don't know, I think we just kind of found something magical in mm-hmm. that area and seemed to be a pretty creative community and
1: yeah, I feel like every time you go down there, there's so many cool um restaurants uh by water is fantastic. fantastic um uh, what is is it uh uptown cafe I think it's called is that yes, yeah, yes. that's re- I mean I just think that there's so many cool innovative, funky new places down there um that i can totally see why someone would want to live there
2: yeah there's some great old school places too like mm. uh amaral's fish and chips oh, in oh my god it's like it's off the beaten path so very few people know about it but you that, have to send that's that. my go-to yeah because mm. I, lo- I really love like the well, i was actually
0: just had to look energy. it up because i was driving me nuts and i couldn't think of the name of it but uh roadie roots in oh the
2: incredible uh
0: it's yeah. awesome and it's yeah. all like uh kind of gluten-free allergen-friendly like in the food's awesome everything that i know about restaurants honestly like because i am a big food person but i was never Mm -hmm. like one to drive around and find new places until Mm -hmm. the last like five to ten years probably um was just from going to do photos yeah Yeah. so like i got sent there and i was like these photos are these food is incredible
2: (laughs) uh, for somebody that if somebody's not been to roadie roots before i would quantify that almost as being like it's very similar to Julian's oh, Broadway. Okay. In terms of like their
1: vibe. Their viewpoint and mm. their vibe. I um, haven't been to Roadie Roots, but I've heard so many good things.
2: They um but my kids are obsessed with Roadie Roots because they do sushi there. Oh. And my girls are like, they're out of nature. They're now, fancy, they, huh? Yeah, they're like the girls from Clueless. Oh That's kind of my God. That's <laughs> like that's how they Oh, they as rule. if. Yeah, exactly. I, I love, love sushi. Clueless. Yeah, I do too. I love it. Yeah.
1: You picked on the sushi, I picked on the yeah, Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> Cher is like my, I love the plaid skirts, mm-hmm. I love the fun hats, Yeah. I love the lingo, Clueless all the way. It was way.
2: like very 90s. Was oh, that 90s? It yeah. mm-hmm. was right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we were playing the soundtrack the other day at work and it is horrible. Rolling <laughs> with the this...
1: homies. <laughs> isn't,
2: isn't Clueless uh, like one of Paul Rudd's like? Oh, oh, my movies? God. My yeah.
1: boyfriend. Yeah. Paul Rudd is my boyfriend, just in case you guys did not know. No, <laughs> Whenever me. I refer to my boyfriend, I'm talking about Paul
2: Rudd. Paul Rudd. No, we know that. We've seen his Twitter. He's yeah. talking about you constantly. Exactly. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> he is like, first of all, he doesn't age. Second of all, he seems just like a really nice person. You're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you, I I think that you and I are similar on Twitter where I find like a something fun happening and I just can't stop reading about it. Did you read about the Seth Rogen massage thing? No. So <laughs> Seth Rogen was staying in a hotel and Paul Rudd just happened to be staying at that hotel. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. And saw that Seth Rogen was going to get a massage. So Paul Rudd paid the masseuse probably like thousands of dollars to put her job on the line to be like... Let me be you while he's getting a massage. So he wakes up and he sees me and not you, uh, and it's just like the most Paul Rudd thing ever. And he thought he
0: would notice right away, and he didn't. So he pretty much just gave him an entire massage
2: <laughs> <laughs> before he noticed that it was him. I mean, it's a—he must be a very talented masseuse. Uh, yeah, right. right? Pull that off without Seth.
1: I mean, can you look at Paul Rudd and not assume that that man has like the hands of an angel? He's got
2: to have very strong hands. Oh yeah, too, mm-hmm. you
1: know, they're probably true. strong and soft and like very. I can imagine that they're like caring. Mm-hmm. This is
2: taking such a weird yeah.
1: turn. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: would definitely accept a massage from Paul Rudd. Heck, yes, yeah, I absolutely. would too. I think yeah. he would definitely set me straight.
1: Oh yeah, I bet. I'm I'm totally down with that. Also, we're talking about so many things. We're supposed to be talking about Rhode Island. We always get yeah. We always
2: come back around to it. Yeah, eventually. It's not going anywhere. Eventually, oh, unless, that's true. Unless we get absorbed by Massachusetts, can you imagine? It's possible we could get annexed. It's always possible. That
1: would be terrible. I
2: agree with you. Oh
1: my god. Yeah, hopefully
2: not Mass. They have a real budget
0: issue up there. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: now, being Nick and I are from Rhode Island, both born and raised. You are a transplant. I am. And we, that's it's my dirty
2: secret. It
1: is. A, but you know, I don't think it is. I think the fact that you've chosen Rhode Island as your given home almost gives you more merit to be a Rhode Islander, especially because of what you've done since being here.
2: You think it makes me a better Rhode Islander for not being from Rhode Island. Hell yes. I'm gonna take
1: that. I think I, so. I accept it. I mean, if you were just coming here and then just were like complaining about how terrible Rhode Island was and you wish you were back where you right. were from. Well then
0: you'd be a real Rhode Islander. If but you then you'd just be complaining <laughs> about how terrible Rhode Island was. Sure, well, true, true. No, but
1: you've come here and you've like really taken the state by the by the chicken feathers and you've rooster feathers. I don't know what whatever the word is. <laughs> and um you've made it like so cool. But i but what I'm curious to know um doing some research um oh, were you looking
0: for the state bird is that what you were trying
3: to do yeah that's what
1: i was oh, trying to do oh
0: the roadie red okay
1: okay really you Did guys didn't get that it I took me that a second was very clear oh i totally thought i thought it was that.
0: like a like a, a colloquialism that i wasn't
2: getting and then i was like oh
1: okay no chicken mind. by the feathers you came here you took the sorry rooster
2: you said that and i just got hungry thinking about chicken wings again oh cauliflower yeah. wings yeah. that's what happened full circle
1: <laughs> yeah right um but what my question is is that so, you're not from here and you ended up going to PC, which Correct. I read through um, doing some research. What did you have other schools on the line? Did you always have it in your brain you wanted to be in Providence? Like, what was that experience like?
2: Well, it's uh, not a very interesting uh, or involved story. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll preface by saying that my father worked at PC on the grounds crew. Oh. And, um, as a consequence, if I were to get accepted, it would be free tuition. Oh. So I only applied Perfect. to one school. <laughs> and if anybody knows the cost of college, you'll know. You took you'll that. Know. I think it still took me till my, my 30s to pay off the student loans just from-, from uh, The you know, room? Room and board, exactly, yeah.
1: So did you live, you weren't born here, but did you move here for your dad to work at PC? How did that-
2: so my parents separated oh, yeah. and divorced when I was like I don't know before I was 10 yep. and he re- relocated to the Rhode Island area and okay. eventually got his job working there. Okay. And which was cool cuz like I, at that time I was at the age where uh the uh, the PC Friars were uh, mm-hmm. going on that huge NCAA tournament run back in the eighties. Nice. Yeah. So that's I was like cool. I was a super friars fanboy uh back in the day then. that's very cute. Yeah. So it was it was really fun to uh, to get to go there and I, I certainly fell in love with with Providence. Yeah. Um although it's it is interesting. I don't know how much this is the case for a, a lot of our universities, but things can be so insular um on a college campus where you don't get out and experience the city. Yeah. That in in a way it was always a struggle to to break free and get to see you to know, explore. De- explore and see what what actually was going on in the city mm-hmm. and once i did that i was like in yeah, love I, yeah i realized I. well MPC has that like kind of whole area around it where mm-hmm. like
0: uh you know i had a bunch of friends that like didn't go to pc but went to school in providence and lived in that area and, you know we go to like golden crust all the time mm. and like uh but Pizza pizza's better than Chuck E. Cheese's. Yeah, what? I morning, can't really I
1: trust his pizza taste, asher I don't know uh, we well, w-
0: Golden Cross is the place that we would go at like one o'clock in the morning and burn the roofs of our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> and that was you did. Nobody waited. You just started eating. Uh, but that area, like everybody, kind of just stuck in that area. Yeah. Unless you true. were like you know somebody's birthday or it was like a big and you'd like go to a club in downtown or something. Right. Um, and a, a it, lot of college kids don't even have their cars Well, I was gonna say, So now Uber is go? a
1: thing, but like, you know, even in the early two thousands, like if you didn't bring a car with you to college, you weren't going anywhere. You were right. staying right, you know, in your little neighborhood. Um, so it must've been cool when you were able to kind of take a break from there to kind of jump into the city and see yeah, all that. Shout it out shout
2: out to the RIPTA. Heck let's yeah, not, RIPTA. Let's not forget yeah, about very that. True. You know, yeah. They're over there holding it down. Yeah, they are. You know, Sorry, mid-range city. I mean, we got a pretty uh, robust public transit system. And yeah. So shame on you college kids if you're not getting off campus and hopping on that sweet little bus and going downtown or wherever for that matter.
1: That's true. But
2: uh, yeah, it's like I think a lot of people have that experience where, you know, if you do get caught, whether it's like at a university or at... We're very provincial here in Rhode Island, where Mm -hmm. if you're from Cranston, it's very rare that you're going to (laughs) get over to the East Bay or North Smithfield, as it may be. Um, You know, for a variety of reasons in Rhode Island, like it's not easy to break out where Mm. we've pitched our tent. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do think that that is part of what's nice about living here is that even though we're small, there's so many Different wonderful discoveries to make totally in literally every geographic corner, yeah um it's like it's always so so fun to get out, there yeah,
0: anymore. I never really thought about it that way, but it makes a lot of sense to me now that like there's so many cool things because people don't want to travel or for a long time because people didn't want to travel, so every major center I'm throwing up air quotes I <laughs> you can't see the air quotes but, but they're there uh, every major center in Rhode Island like there's kind of like a fully fledged community around it. Whereas in uh, maybe in other states you drive further because people are willing and normal to drive further and you won't have like a major main street restaurant area and a shopping district and a business district and like a place to go and do fun things, like all in every single one of those areas, you would just drive for each of those things. Mm -hmm. But because people didn't really drive here, for a long time which is just so weird because it's a small state but
3: yeah
0: uh, it made it where like you had fully fledged like business environments in like 10 different
2: places in Rhode Island mm. even it's like even though it's like an hour from top to bottom yeah and compound that with I think Rhode Island has like the second highest population per capita oh wow uh-huh. um uh or or Per like square mile, yep. I mm-hmm. think is it that would sounds be more, right. Like when I'm look at that, I think second only to New Jersey. So the fact that we that ha- do have that like dense population mm-hmm. center mm-hmm. in all the different municipalities kind of like underscores what you're saying too, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little biased, but I live um, off of Hope Street, so I love the Hope Street area. And something that I'm one of the things that I was so excited about having you on the show, or the podcast is that you have been on hope street for a while and i know you had a big part in the hope street merchant association and i'm just curious like what what made you want to start something like that what made you pick hope street to be your home home base like what what was that thought process like because i what was it what was hope street like when frog and toad first started you know
2: Mm, fun question yeah um there was definitely like uh, like an era that was coming to an end when we started mm. on the street. Like there were businesses that were part of a time long past. You know, like yeah. I think there was a shoe store called Lad and Lassie Shoes, <laughs> you know, which was like where you go shoe shopping with your kids before school starts. That's and, awesome. you know, yeah, really. And they had a, the cutest branding, too. Their sign was really neat. Um,
1: Bring back Lad and Lassie.
2: Yeah, but it just—it was like a special community that didn't have like a, a lot of like chain, like no chain businesses whatsoever, and it was it was clear that it was like fertile for like lo- local independent businesses to like get a foothold, and uh, you know, Aaron and I had done our research, and you know, all of the, um, all of the reading we'd done, you know, told us to look for things like, uh, you know, proximity to a bank, mm. and public parking, and the bus line. Yeah, you know, these things kind of like being, um pillars for a successful brick and mortar business. And that was like all there in that community. Plus, you know, let's face it, a more affluent demographic there and with the the universities as well. Mm -hmm. It was just like a a no brainer, which I think we needed to be 25 and start a business. We needed it to just be like, okay, well, this shouldn't require a lot of thought. This is like the perfect, the perfect spot. And then in terms of like making that deeper investment of, um, you know, engaging in community action Mm -hmm. and um, investment. That was a really interesting awakening for me where, I mean, I think I learned that part of like operating a business meant that you didn't have to pigeonhole yourself into like wearing a specific hat to work every day. Like there were ways of um, looking at what your job at, at work is that were unconventional. I could see that like in a way, like community development was marketing my business and using my time to grow that neighborhood and community was potentially a part of my job and like was, was something that was going to be good for business. Yeah. And once I started looking at it that way, it was pretty easy to get all in mm-hmm. on devoting you know my energies towards stuff that were peripheral to frog and toad operations.
1: Yeah. Are there other... Um, again, because I'm not a hundred percent familiar with, um, the history of Hope Street. So you guys came in, there was some older stores that maybe like, you know, either decided to close or, you know, whatever their story was, are there, were there other stores that came around the same time you guys did and, and what was that like going into that together?
2: Yeah, it was, it was really important to have, um, uh, a couple of other uh, independent businesses starting at that time because mm. um, it created like a core like yeah. a neighborhood of of energy i mm-hmm. think was happening like seven stars first opened the year that we opened oh man yeah you know, which if anybody doesn't know seven stars is a, a wonderful bakery with really great uh, food and super coffee and they were opening up uh their location in an old rundown gas station that i think was like a super fun site basically yeah um they opened up at the same time as us studio hop which is a really sweet like gallery yeah made uh craft store yep um and yeah so we had like brethren yeah you know, that were like like we we're almost like the 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 class of 2001 you know I we all kind of like started at the same time and we're all still there which yep. is cool
1: I'm a um, big fan of Hope Street Pizza. I don't know if you guys get oh, Hope yeah. Street Pizza a lot, but I'm a, my. it's funny. My boyfriend and I on like Sunday mornings, our route is we go for a walk. We start at Seven Stars, get our coffee. Then we walk. Obviously, we don't go to Hope Street Pizza because it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. But we walk our way back. We stop at J. Marcel. We stop at Studio Hop, Frog and Toad, Stock, and then we make our way home. But that's like every Sunday. And it's funny because like you said before about having a budget, we were like, okay, on this Sunday's trip, we're only going to buy x amount of things and then that always goes out the window because i find a cute bowl or a cute mug that i need to have and i cannot be stopped
2: your your business community thanks you you're very <laughs> welcome
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, i mean i'm like similar in the fact that i like shopping at local places mm-hmm. uh, and i'm really happy that We've, and, and maybe it's not that new, but I, you know, as I've gotten older and worked at the, the magazine now and like kind of gotten to know things that I didn't know before about the state, um, which, you know, apparently was everything, um that there does seem to be a bit of a resurgence in like the kind of maker movement and things being not just sold but made locally um you know down to like people that like build tables or Mm. ceramics or glass blowers or you know then your your artists and things of that nature uh and mine is not necessarily going out and looking around and having to set a budget my kind of buying is always like one-off pieces so mm. it's like if i'm gonna spend the money so i'll either buy something incredibly cheap because <laughs> i just need it to like serve a purpose and when i i'll buy a better one down the road or very expensive yeah so it's like it's either the ten dollar side table or the five hundred dollar side table that somebody <laughs> one-off made out of like you know reclaimed oak or something and you know that kind of deal so it's one or the other so usually when i'm looking to spend money it's like okay well i gotta save for six months because (laughs) who spends five hundred dollars on a side table or i just i also build things myself so like all my desk and my side tables and stuff at home i just built myself out of like two by fours for relatively cheap but they're it's nice looking stuff so uh it's totally dependent For me i'm not like a small thing buyer Mm. i'm kind of a big thing buyer
1: well i feel like when we moved into the east side area i mean before that you know we were in our younger 20s we were living in downtown we weren't as connected to the community as we were when we moved to this area so we've made it like a really big part of our lives to like when there's a birthday or when there's uh, a holiday or whatever we will only buy things from our community. And it'll only be, you know, if if it's Christmas and we're not before it'd be like, okay, we have to buy a gift for this person, this person, this person. But now we do it is if we go to a place like Frog and Toad or like Stock, and I have a best friend who loves to bake and there's a cool, interesting apron or cookbook, I get it. But unless I see a, a local present that doesn't speak to me. It's not worth it. I want to stimulate the economy that I live in. Um, And especially now that I'm so connected with people like, you know, you, Asher, who put your blood, sweat, and tears into your store. I mean, I want, I will do everything in my power to make sure that we keep it going. I'm snapping if you can't hear it.
0: Yeah. If if somebody around, like a local place, has a thing. Yeah. So there's certain stuff you are just, you know, if there's no specialty place in the area, they may, you may not be able to get it. Oh, yeah, totally. If somebody around has the thing, I will i try to go out of my way and purchase it locally because you don't people are like oh but it's more expensive usually it's like what is it like ten dollar difference on like a hundred dollar item it's like Mm -hmm. really (laughs) you're gonna split hairs on that uh but it's funny because you were talking about getting gifts and stuff and we do uh for our providence media like christmas party obviously didn't have one last year because we hadn't even seen each other in like a year (laughs) at that point um But we always did, um, you know, whatever a cap was and we do like a secret Santa, but it was always by local. Yeah, and that's cool. I have to say 90% of the gifts were either booze (laughs) or from Frog and Toad. Or from Frog and (laughs) Toad. And it was just like, there was just a bunch of Frog and Toad bags and then a bunch of like bags with liquor in them. And then like a couple (laughs) of random places, like other places on, really a lot of it was probably from Hope Street because it was an E, like, it's such an easy place to be able yeah. to shop. All those kind of local, like especially Christmas-based nice. mm-hmm. stuff, like gift kind of things. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and the parking's good. Yeah. And, you know, that's the hard part about downtown stuff. Is like, I I love going downtown, but I have like a like electric transportation thing. I'm not going to explain to everybody on here, but uh, I'll park. It's a one wheel. If somebody wants to look it up. Um, oh, I, I had to explain because uh, Sasha was making a face at that stage. I had that one um, right over
1: my head. I had no idea what he was So, like, when about. I go to downtown,
0: I'll, like, park outside and, right. like, go into downtown and right. not have to pay for parking and not have to look for parking and all that. But not everybody can do that. Yeah. So something like Hope Street uh, mm. is
2: great for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, boy, jeez. I really... I think one of my least favorite places in the world is any parking garage. Yeah, you know, totally. like so I feel you completely on that. That's yep. like the seven layers of hell, or how oh, many yeah. floors are on that parking garage? Like that is not the place for me. Yeah, I that's the Providence like. Place Mall. Literally, seven yeah. I mean, I think I'll, I'll park way over on uh, Smith Street and walk down to the mall if yeah, I have to go there. That garage. Not, yeah. I mean, I'm starting to get like heart palpitations just talking about just it. talking about it. But yeah. yeah, I feel you. Like I think I think that. I mean, like I said, when we were looking at opening our business, that was a factor. Like, like mm. accessibility and ease for parking, I think, is, is certainly important for a good, like, friendly community. But, I mean, also, like, I mean, I don't know a lot about your electric apparatus. Um,
1: <laughs> Did it go over your head, too? Well, I, <laughs> I, I got
2: it once you mentioned the one wheel. Then oh. I, I had a whole full picture in my mind, and I liked it. I still yeah.
1: don't know what it is, but anyway, yeah. keep uh, going.
2: <laughs> but i do think i think that um you know it it is really hard to square our transportation needs mm. um and our um our our small business and um urban environment right yeah. like so we our infrastructure is set up where if you're going to be driving your car in somewhere you're going to have to pay to put it somewhere that's just yep. like the cost of doing business if you're a motorist mm-hmm. um, and it's a drag and not everybody wants to do it but it is like that kind of trade-off mm. um, and uh, and so if you know I think that for us being like in a community that's almost like straddling the line where we are urban enough yeah. on Hope Street mm-hmm. um, where you, you can feel all of the the positive stuff that comes along with being a city but it's still very accessible for people who are reliant on their automobiles to mm-hmm. get where they're going mm-hmm. um, but again, you know, I, I'm a pretty avid bus rider, and yeah. um, it's pretty great to be able to, you know, just hop on a bus to Hope mm. Street too. And it's, it's like you almost have to factor in, like all of these different facets mm. in order to make something work if you're a, a brick and mortar business.
1: Yeah, and I guess one one I have a million questions, but one that I really wanted to touch on, because um, I I know your time is valuable, but I would be mad at myself if I didn't get to ask. Is during you know COVID mm. you had your brilliant shirts. Um, I just want to hear how that came about. Like, it was it just like did you have a moment where you're like, oh my god, I know what I can do, or was it like a big team thing? Was it like I'm just so curious on how that started, and I would love to know from you the the success or like how what kind of path first one it was took. the
2: knock it off one, right? Yeah, knock yeah, it off, yeah. yeah um it's isn't it so weird looking back at that time now i don't know that i mean it still feels all so surreal it does I really you we know? were
1: we were um driving the other day my boyfriend and i and it was we had a moment where we were like do you remember a year ago where we were just like drive around for hours because there was nothing we couldn't do anything else yeah um it's just crazy but um
0: i guess that was one positive positive growing up in like a North Smithfield kind of mm-hmm. area. It's like, you know, there wasn't that much to do anyway. Yeah, yeah. You just had to make your own something to do. That's yeah. true. I got bored too
2: though. I don't well, know why I'm trying to put rose colored <laughs> glasses on. But my, my family discovered going on hikes. Ah. And that, was, that was like our, our thing that got us. That's pretty cool.
1: Things. But you, but speaking back to like that time, you were busy though, because you were creating this like cool, you know, product that ended up um, really benefiting the community. So I'm sure you didn't go hiking that much. You had a lot of stuff to produce. I
2: did like the first two weeks of when everything shut down were like, hiking is what got me by in that time. Um, That and, you know, I think um, for a lot of people seeing those regularly scheduled press conferences from Mm. the governor and the um, uh, director of the Department of Health um, was, I think, just part of that routine. Mm-hmm. You know, for my family anyway, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's Tuesday at noon or whenever she would go on and we'd yep. post up and like watch the feed and just kind of digest what was happening in our world. It was, it's still like, I feel like telling the story of a simple t-shirt, like I have to go back and explain the context. Like it was a really messed up time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knew what was coming mm-hmm. every single day. It was different the every day. The information was different. Mm-hmm. Um, the projections were different. Like what? What like we should be doing, what precautions we should be taking—that was changing regularly too. So yep. I think a lot of people were hanging on the every word of our um, leadership. Mm-hmm. And then there was that day where the the governor like was reprimanding Rhode Islanders for <laughs> not taking the uh, the the quarantine directive seriously enough, and she you know you know kind of like sternly you know reprimanded everybody with the words "knock it off," and um, you know, I, I thought that was pretty, pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what governor yeah. like t-
1: decides to, to do that, like in that sort of way, like yeah. that's the phrasing that they're using to try to like bring a state through a pandemic, Yeah, but it was, I mean, obviously it worked in some aspect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, and, and I, the sidebar is we've been in business for 18 years, uh, at that point, And a lot of our business has been like making and selling funny t-shirts or or whatever many of them rhode island centric and so i would say within five minutes of her saying that like all of my dms just literally blew up with people saying you guys need to make a t-shirt oh so we just got this avalanche of feedback Mm. from that and um One of the the people, my friend Stephanie, uh, was encouraging doing a design with Knock It Off on it. And she specifically was saying, what if you guys um, did this in concert with the Rhode Island Foundation where a portion of the proceeds would go towards benefiting their COVID-19 relief fund? And I was obviously pretty stoked about that prospect. So um, the Rhode Island Foundation was down with that. And while I was talking with them, um, Moret, Bondrew, who who works with me uh, was doing the artwork for the t-shirt. And uh, at the time she was living on her couch in sweatpants um, <laughs> in quarantine. I think she was like eight months pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so she didn't have anything better to do yep. than, uh, than do a, a clever little t-shirt design. And um, yeah. And then I think we, we launched that one shirt and then I don't know if y'all have ever experienced something going viral before, but it's really quite breathtaking. It's it's like really weird. Yeah. You know, it's weird to wake up in one day and to look at your phone and see like notifications in thousands. the thousands. It's like, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. Like I, most mornings I wake up and I, I need to remember who I am. Mm. Like I'm hazy. I'm like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're oh, this yeah. guy Asher. They call you Asher. You're gonna get up, take your kids, a- okay, and do the <laughs> usual rundown. So like those mornings mid quarantine, to to get that kind of activity on your phone was like really confusing first thing in the morning. Anyway, yeah, it, it went viral. I think comedian D L Hughley, mm. uh, you know, sh- you know, shared it on his Instagram one time, and that was like crazy. And I don't know. I guess next thing you knew, we'd sold like 10,000 shirts. Is and insane. it was like, how do I print? Because they were all pre orders. <laughs> I was like, I got to print all that.
1: Damn. All these shirts. <laughs> Sorry, like, I can't go hiking anymore. I need to print shirts dang, forever. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then I was like in my basement, like individually shipping out 10,000 shirts. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause of oh my course, God. my coworker had like, some sort of a covid scare where we needed to keep her quarantined at home and she usually was doing the shipping. Yeah. I don't know. It's it was a crazy time. It yeah. was a crazy time. All I can say is I felt really grateful because I had work that was purposeful yeah. and meant something and that's more than a lot of people can say. So I was, like felt really grateful that I had this to to focus on because mm. mm-hmm. a, a lot of folks I think were dealing with mental health issues or totally, feeling bummed yep. out and Oh yeah. I needed it. I really did. I yeah, needed 100%. it to, to get
0: through. It gave, it gave you something to focus on and For sure. it's like you know, it wasn't a time where you had a lot of things to celebrate, but that was a cool thing to be able to, you know, I'm sure you were not celebrating in the moment or you were here and there, but it was a cool thing to kind of, you know, celebrate doing and it was super interesting. I mean, everybody thought it was interesting, obviously. <laughs> well, and
1: I think too, like you said, like some people were, you know, dealing with mental health, I feel like even as the people only one person in this room created that shirt but i can say as a consumer that shirt made me happy right like i thought it was funny i love being from rhode island i love that we had a quirky governor who said like in a very rhode island fashion like knock it off like that just made me feel like okay it's you know it gave like a little light to the situation which i'm i don't know if that was i mean i feel like based off of your style that's kind of You like to bring a little bit of a lightness to maybe a a heavier topic. And I definitely think it did for a whole state, which is like pretty cool.
2: It was insane. Yeah. You know, especially in the context of what modern life is like for Mm. all of us. I think that it is so rare that any moment can bring together people from diverse ideological backgrounds and political Mm -hmm. leanings Mm -hmm. and all wear the same damn shirt.
1: And I'll be happy about it. Like you would see people in the and, store with the shirt on and you'd be like, hey. And everybody
2: knew what that message was. Yep. That message was, we're all in this together and mm-hmm. I care about my neighbor yep. and we don't know what's coming, but we're stronger together, together as one. And yeah. that felt really good. Yeah. You know, it really did. And I I, I, I think I, I was cognizant that um, it was, there was something precious about that moment in time and mm. I was unlikely to experience anything like that again um Yeah, it was just like a gift yeah. that, that I was given in a way.
1: Well, but even, I mean, I don't, maybe the, the Knock It Off t shirts, I think, was something so monumental. But then you had the Just Be Nice t shirts. And those, I think, also went viral. There was someone from like Vanderpump or something wore one. I don't know what show it was from because I'm not like super familiar with the t- titles of the reality shows. But it was like someone in that show was wearing that shirt. And I'm like, yes, honey, like Rep Rhode Island Rep. Asher and Frog and Toad and Aaron and their family like and let he wore it's... it right. Too. Yes, oh my god, I believe he was
2: wearing it when he stormed off set in a huff, right? Heck Which that is yes. that is what <laughs> just be nice is all about. We it.
1: love that. We love mixed messaging. <laughs> That's right. That is the best thing we love in this whole world is a mixed message. What um so the knock it off T-shirt obviously came first, and I feel like and I know we've talked about this before, Asher, like before we even had the idea of a podcast, but it felt like you were able to, so Frog and Toad was always a very special gift shop for Rhode Islanders. People knew what it was, but to be able to pivot and become this really uh, online, cool, lighthearted stop for people to get fun gifts and to get funky saying shirts and to support uh, uh, the uh, community, you know, through buying certain things. Like, Pivoting like that must have been really challenging, but you did it in such a beautiful way. And it never felt like it always felt really, it just felt like it was natural, which I mean, you have to like, give yourself a pat on the back because that owning a business during a pandemic already was hard enough. But then being able to pivot it in the pivot become very successful. I mean, that's, that's wild.
2: That is, those are some really nice words you're laying down. Thank you. My answer is, is you know, maybe not that exciting, but yeah. um, You know, I I get like a lot of credit for um, different projects that we've done because I own Frog and Toad. But yeah, um, in that time, as with every other time, it like, um, it, it is only through the strength and hard work and talent of my coworkers that. I've accomplished anything at all. Mm-hmm. And they are very much at peace with the fact that I'm a more eccentric leaning person yep. who's going to get out there in public and drive his car over people people's lawns and yell at them <laughs> with a bullhorn and throw packages at their heads or whatever I was doing in those weird days. And they're all going to hold it together yep. and, you know, run our e-com site, do yeah. our shipping, you know, manage the operations mm-hmm. there while I'm out being a weirdo. And the fact is that I would just be a weirdo if it weren't for my crew that I work with. And... (laughs) I'm really grateful because it's so much better to be a weirdo and to have a job than, than one without. And if it were for Mike Over. You side.
0: would just be like the the homeless guy staring uh yelling at the sky outside. Exactly. I
1: yeah. can say I can att- I mean, weirdo, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily use the term weirdo, but I remember the first Weirdos time Weirdo's
0: welcome. I mean, <laughs> I'm
1: we- I'm definitely weird, but it always feels weird calling someone else weird, you know, because I don't know. You're weird and my word might be different. Anyway, but the first time I ever emailed you, I remember being Intimidated because I didn't know you. I never knew you. I only knew you from owning the store and then becoming viral on on the shirt. So you know me, I'm I can be a little um I can overthink things a little bit, just part of my nature. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh no, what if what if I send this to him and he's like, no way, like who is this person? But you, I I think I emailed you at like 10 a.m. on like a Monday, and I think you emailed me back like before lunchtime, and your email was like. The most excited, happy, like great vibes. And I was like, this guy's awesome. And then I read your email signature, which says sent from my N64. And I said, this man (laughs) needs to, I don't know. I I was going to say be our president or something, but like, I'm not going to put you in that position, but like the fact that you own this really successful store and you have this great um sort of like mentality work ethic you and your family obviously are able to support each other and and be successful but then having like a goofy email line like i just it just is so one it's so rhode island it's so like charming and just fun and cool but yeah i just i'm all in
2: i wish i was the uh the 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 technological geek in my basement, like configuring a Nintendo 64 to be able to yeah, send emails awesome. and text, That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that to would be that pretty cool. Wherewithal. But until I do have that skill set, I just am going to lie in my email signature. Yeah, but you fooled better. me. Yeah, okay. I would have...
1: Listen, I didn't know... What, what was that thing you were talking about? A wheel that you ride in one Providence?
2: Wheel. Yeah, it's a one wheel.
1: <laughs> Some wheel? Okay. So like for me, like you to say To be fair, that, I've
0: seen like one other one in Providence before. They're not super popular.
1: But I'm just saying, like for me, if you said like sent from... I don't know. At some other technology, I'd be like, I believe this. This is real. But I just love that that's like part of your person. Like well, you are I mean,
2: all these people with their signatures that say "sent from my iPhone." Like, whoa, whoa! I didn't know you had an iPhone. So Aren't fancy! We wow.
1: That is like so yeah. exquisite. It's like
2: sent from my iJaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was in my car, so it was a shorter. Yeah. yeah,
1: I wonder if you could text from like a, a Nintendo 64.
2: I like. Let's find out.
1: Let's find, yeah, out. Let's find sure, out. Sure, they're, somebody can do it. I'm yeah. not. Listen, any any know, hey roadie. I am not that person. Any hey roadie listeners?
0: Yeah, somebody, somebody send me a text message from their N64. Please,
1: please. use your N64 and <laughs> send an amazing. email. We would love that. No, but like really
0: ri- Game Boy Color or something. <laughs>
1: I loved the the N sixty four like the purple controller that was like kind of see through. Mm-hmm. Yep. that was mm-hmm. always that was like a my, big thing. That was, was like the Game Boy
0: Color did that same thing. They had that kind of transparent plastic. It was Heck like yeah. all the rage. It's like I think that was like an Apple thing because when oh, Apple yeah. came out with those the uh, IMAX, oh, god, that had like the big IMAX. bubble back and yeah. it was uh you know blue and purple and mm-hmm. orange and stuff I all see through.
1: You had a red one. <gasps> I yeah, I
2: really loved it too.
1: Oh my god, is that is red your favorite color?
2: um boy it's you know my favorite color is always like a real dead heat between um blue and orange oh okay. yeah red's a couple back actually oh yeah
1: well they didn't ha- well they did have an orange option but maybe when you went red was red only. was speaking to me at
2: that time Sasha. yeah i don't i can't i can't tell you what my mood was that you day, can't give was,
1: me like was, the emotional was... <laughs> background of why you chose a red mac computer i'm unacceptable i I must have eaten
2: strawberry rhubarb pie the night before or something (laughs) It it was like i dreamt about it and then i don't know
1: well i just uh just going back really quick this is another thing that you will know about me asher already knows this nick already knows this but i love gushing about people who deserve to be gushed about and i just am really thankful asher that you came here and you're chatting with us and you did so much for our small community during such a crazy time and you you kept it light you kept it from your n64 you know like you you made it fun during a really crappy time.
0: That seems like a, a fantastic like ending to this podcast. It was very well like rounded out. Uh, the one thing I would want to say too, uh, we are you know we're kind of getting on there. We've been on chatting for it's so easy. Time flies when you just have like a nice conversation. Um,
1: Asher is the best person to have a conversation yeah. with. Aww. Agreed.
0: And stop uh, and gushing. I can't. <laughs> and we we'll, uh, we plan on having. Uh, Asher back um as many times as he'll have us. So um, every week. <laughs> look forward to
1: hearing
0: exactly. back from him. Uh and uh with that, I think we're gonna call it a day on this one, right?
1: Sure, that works for me. How about Asher over there? You feel good?
0: Do you have anything you wanted to plug before we uh sign off? This is your, you know, we were talking about hot ones earlier. You get the chance to like uh, this camera, this, <laughs> this camera.
2: camera, this camera. <laughs> no, I'm good. I feel like I've talked long enough. Um, you guys, I can't thank you enough for having me on though. This podcast is going to be so so great. It's an honor to have been a Aww. part of it, and for better or worse, I'm excited to learn more about Rhode Island culture through your lens. So, heck yes, uh, yeah, yeah, keep it up be the good work for sure.
1: Yay! Well, thanks, guys. We hope you enjoy your day.
2: Yeah,
0: thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.